Welcome to the Coach and the Therapist podcast, where we discuss solutions to life's problems from two different, though related, perspectives. Each week, we pick a topic such as anxiety, depression, or weight loss and offer our views based on our training, background, and experience. We appreciate you taking the time to listen to, share, and subscribe to this podcast. For more information, head to my website at vanessachristiansen.com. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Coach and The Therapist. Today we're going to talk about making stew. (laughs) No, we haven't, you're not at the wrong place. We haven't decided that now we're going to be chefs. Nobody needs to have that happen. (laughs) Um, But we're actually going to talk a little bit about how um, our brain likes to kind of sit on some negative things and um, I like to call it make stew. Um, so, uh, yeah, in the therapy world, we're way more boring and we just call it rumination. <laughs> well, I use ruminating all the time. Like that's my favorite word to actually use with people. I'm like, you know, this is called ruminating. And they're like, wait, what? Oh, I like that word. I'm like, yeah, I know it's a fancy way. <laughs> but for... I'm saying stew. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought this was fun because I have a purpose for the stew. No, yeah, no I like it. Fun of me. Let's go. <laughs> okay. All right. So let's actually talk about why our brain actually naturally goes to the negative. Um, cause if you notice your thoughts or just in general, you don't ever go like, wow, this is a great experience. It's usually like, oh, okay, well, that's good, but that went wrong and that went wrong and that went wrong. And we tend to find, uh, more things that go wrong or things that are not right. Um, they have more weight. So our brain naturally gives more weight to um, negative experiences or thoughts. Um, and that's just how the brain is wired. Um, it's to, if it, you know, it's actually not a bad thing. (laughs) It's a, it's actually a really great way for our brain to just automatically on its own, keep us safe from possible threats to our life. Um, from here we go again, from scary bears with knives, right? Um, and it's, it's a survival mode and it's also to conserve energy. Yeah, it's a good thing because your your brain does want you to not get hurt, and it tends to try to like lodge lodge those memories more strongly in your mind. Um, classic example: of this is like kids that touch the stove. Yeah, you know, you you don't want them to do that. Obviously, anybody that's been a parent knows that at one point or another they're going to touch a flame or they're going to touch something hot. But they like freak out when they do it, and and because it's such a dramatic event, their brain really lodges a memory in there saying this is not okay you should not do this stoves are bad awful i mean we have we have uh, family members who are terrified of the stove <laughs> because, because of experiences and it's, She's it's getting survival. better <laughs> it's improving but that's a it's a survival thing right like the, the brain says like i don't want you to get hurt and so i'm going to make it a, a big dramatic deal to make sure that you don't get hurt again right yeah and so and, and it's not just like self-inflicted type of things by accident of touching a flame, but it's also things like remembering difficult uh, parts of or hard things that you go through in a relationship or in um, any kind of like experience of like trying to follow through on like creating anything like, you know, there's, there's the hard parts. And so our brain likes to um, say danger, danger, and you're going to spend a lot of time and energy and it's gonna make us exhausted, right? Um, so that's the the conserve energy part. So our brain naturally is like, nope, I'm not gonna do that. Or um, it just sort of tends to highlight and definitely give much more weight to the other negative things. Um, children getting honked at or like a parent yelling at them as well. Children getting honked at? <laughs> 
What does that mean? Okay, so crossing the street. Oh, okay. It's like, you know, like little kids driving cars now? No. <laughs> no. Okay, so totally jumped on my thought process on that one. But I dropped off like a kid crossing a street. Yeah, no, I get it now. <laughs> okay, anyway, yeah. So a child remembers, hey, I kind of need, although in our neighborhood, we have kids flying They don't down. care. No, they don't care on their <laughs> bikes. They just keep riding. And I'm like, I'm scared. Like, I currently drive at like five miles an hour just so I don't hit a kid so anyway um so yeah so we remember things like if a child gets honked at while they're trying to cross the street or if a parent yells at them like hey you know and then they see the car that is a very heavy weight of a of a thought that's negative but they'll remember that so it keeps them safe yeah and sometimes it uh sometimes it it becomes non-functional or even sometimes it like will stay with you for way past when it's actually useful fear. Yeah. As, as we've been talking about, I've been thinking about a dream I had oh, maybe, no. maybe two or three years ago Oh no. where like I was, I was in this dream and I, I was back in high school. Like I was of the same age that I was in high school and there was people that I remember were my friends, but they were totally excluding me. And like, I felt awful. Like I uh-huh. felt awful in the dream and I woke up and I'm like, well, Nice to know that that's still in there somewhere. (laughs) (laughs) Like, nice to know there's this lingering feeling of being left out and fearing that or or not wanting that and and trying to avoid that. Right. So, like, those those memory, those emotional memories or experiences can even be things that our brain tries to, like, protect us from and help us to not have to experience again. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Okay. But, uh, Let's talk a little bit about making stew, right? <laughs> hey, getting back to the cooking. Yes. Um, so w- one of the problems that we have, though, is like if there's ever like something that's negative that's happening like in our life, like let's say I, have, we ha- I had an interaction with someone and it just didn't go really well or I thought maybe she was saying something about my child. I don't even know. Whatever. Um, I had a conversation and I'm like, what was she, what was she meaning by that? And then all of a sudden, I'm trying to think up more negative things of like, I'll start looking for a few more, like her cues that maybe I may have missed, things like that. And then I'll go then and talk to a friend of like, hey, so I had this conversation and blah, 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 blah. And then I'll start just like that, blah, 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 blah. That, and then she'll totally understand. But um, I'll go and talk about it to someone else. Then I get it off my chest not really, because then uh, every time I tell the story, I get a little bit better about telling the story. You know, then I'll go to another person or maybe I'll tell you or whatever. Um, I don't know if you've ever noticed this, uh, but like the more you start telling an experience, like you get really good with the details and then you're like, oh yeah. And then you just start adding all this stuff. It's kind of like stew, right? So mm-hmm. we build onto this one experience, this one conversation that I had with an individual or a friend. And, um, and I start adding other thoughts to it and other like just sort of ideas and spicy (laughs) spices and um i just start adding more to it and not only that but then like with stew over time the more it marinates and the more it like sits there and more time you spend with it um, or cooking and stirring it um the more flavorful it gets and so uh, now this one instance that you had with this one friend that may have said something to you that you thought was like just not right um it now has gotten very flavorful and like much more tastier and um and actually 
and I would just say bigger. It, it becomes a bigger problem than what it was in the beginning. Yeah, I think the the idea is that when when we have experiences with people or when we when we go through something, we don't always remember exactly what happened, and there's there's pieces of it that are missing in our memory. Um, but as we retell it to ourselves or we go through it, whatever we interpret about that experience is what we use to fill in the gaps. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if I have like an experience with a teacher and it's a negative experience, well, I come back to that teacher hates me. Mm-hmm. Well, I may really only remember like parts of that conversation or pieces of it or like cues or things that they that they said or did to, to show me how they were thinking or feeling. Right. But as I retell that in my mind then there's going to be gaps in that story. But that dominant thought that I have about that teacher or that experience is going to fill those gaps in with the negative. And then it becomes becomes kind of like a, uh, it's not the self-fulfilling prophecy, but it becomes like a a self-perpetuating story. Mm -hmm. You know, when I have this negative thought about somebody or some situation, then it gets worse and worse in my mind. Yep. You've probably experienced this with people, and I I don't know that the audience has, but I would imagine it's the same for everybody where, you, you have an experience with somebody and then like years later you're talking about it right. and you hear them retell the story and you're like, what are you talking about? Right. You're like, yeah. I don't remember any of that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that and then you kind of go like, yeah, they, you just had a totally different experience than I did. Right. But what really it is is that over the years their mind has just continued to right. add details or information that may or may not have really been there, but that confirms the story. Right. And marinates. Yeah, and it marinates. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and that's, it's kind of like, how do you tell your past story? Is it like that it's all of these horrible things that have happened to you and you highlight and continuously like focus on cer- certain things? Or do you, um, is it easier for you to find like the silver linings where you actually turn out to be the hero in this or do that and, or things worked out in your, in your favor? Um, our mind tends to go to the negative so that again, it conserves energy for the future of like, don't repeat that mistake. Don't repeat that awful experience. Don't repeat this. Don't. And so the problem, though, with that is that we tend to kind of lower the quality of our life when we continue to just focus on the negatives. Yeah, this is where the grumpy side of me comes in. But, I uh, know, I see it. <laughs> well, because what I was going to say is that then, then ultimately, what happens is that life becomes miserable. Yeah. When you cut yourself off from all of those experiences and you're no longer living a full life, then it it just becomes more and more constricted and the more and more constricted it becomes the less and less enjoyable it is. So explain that a little bit more because I, I, are you saying like that we should just pretend like the bad things don't happen or we should just look at the good side or explain? Well, sort of, I I guess what I'm saying is like, let's say that I, let's say that I, uh, well, I don't know. So when I was in high school, like I kicked off my water polo team. Yes. (laughs) I know that. (laughs) Yeah. So like I, I I didn't really do very much and I didn't really try very hard. And then I got kicked off the water polo team. Mm -hmm. Well, if, if I if I look at that experience and I say, like, well, see, you know, my coach is a jerk and coaches are a jerk, mm-hmm. then maybe I drop out of swimming, too. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if I drop out of swimming, maybe I don't, like, try anything competitive, right. you know, or do things. And my life becomes more and more constricted because of this one negative experience. Right. Whereas what what happens then is if you, if you have that actually occur over a broad spectrum of your life or your experiences, like, let's say it's relationships, mm-hmm. you know, then, then you start to isolate yourself and become more and more... Uh, secluded, which then leads to less and less joy in life. Yeah, and so it's it it just becomes more and more constricted as time goes by, which is unpleasant. It's not it's not a full life. A full right. life is, and we talked about this with failure, right? Mm-hmm. A full life includes failure, setbacks, and negative experiences. Yeah. 
The problem with believing that you got to avoid negative is that life is awful. You know? <laughs> like, there, like there is a lot of life that's just difficult or not easy or, yeah. or hard. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so usually people are like, well, I mean, I don't want to be toxic. Wait, what's that? Talk positive. Toxic positivity? What is that? Toxic positivity. Yeah. So I'm not saying like, you know, you get slapped in the face and you're like, yay, this is awesome. That is not what I'm talking about at all. What I'm saying is, is that, yeah, 50% of our experiences might not be that great, but 50% could be great too. So in every story, you can find the good, right? Um, You can find uh, something that is a silver lining. It's just that we don't naturally do that. We just kind of, again, um, to add to our stew, we go and talk to other people who can then, like, you know, agree with you, right? And give you more confidence in your thoughts that, like, yeah, that's right. That was a jerky thing for her to do. And then all of a sudden, you have another person on your side. And then, um, or again, like you think about it constantly and then it becomes this bigger thing, like you mentioned. Um, but what I'm mentioning, what I'm thinking of, bleh, let me try that one more time. <laughs> what I'm saying and suggesting is why not just process the emotion and like say like, yeah, that sucked. <laughs> and that doesn't feel good. And I have every right to feel that. Like I am a human being with emotions. I'm not a robot. I am allowed to feel sad. I'm allowed to feel um, a little disgruntled or a little uh, disappointed in that conversation. Now, what I do with that emotion is actually super important. Now, do I ruminate and make some stew and it's really nice and I go and talk about it and I go and I, you know, go on a run to try to get my anger out, but then I'm still thinking about it while I'm running, that's not helpful. A lot of the times whenever uh, we hear people like, well, how do you stop negative thinking? Well, go out and get into the nature and look around and be grateful for it. Yes, that works. But if that thought is still there, that that person is completely awful, and then all of a sudden now they are the biggest jerk in the world, they've become this jerk from this one conversation or maybe multiple conversations or whatever. Um, But it becomes bigger. Um, In that case, you're just using a coping skill. Yeah. Like I'm going out into nature to cope with this negative person. Yes. As opposed to trying to figure out how to better manage or resolve the issue that you're experiencing. Right. So the first part is to process that emotion and just to basically just give yourself compassion of the fact of like, yeah, I'm having a human experience right now. This sucks. I don't feel good. But I'm actually not going to react from it. I'm actually going to literally just maybe write down some of my thoughts about it and actually dissect the facts from the thoughts that are running around in my head. And just saying, of course I'm feeling that if I'm thinking that. Am I wrong for thinking that? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But I'm going to sit here for a while and just sort of let it flow go through my body and just want to move on? Do I want to move on? I can ask those questions. Um, Or do I want to kind of make it into a bigger deal? Like really actually honestly ask yourself, do I want to hold on to this? My second question, and most people are like, yes, (laughs) because 
they deserve to know how awful they are or like why not like they're getting away with something um but my second thing to that is how is it serving you is being that upset or that disgruntled or like making sure that they you're the vigilante to make sure that they are put in their place how is that affecting you emotionally mentally like and physically like is it really serving you Instead, why not just let it, let the emotion go, let the emotion flow, stay with it, but don't ruminate, don't make it stew, don't make it more flavorful with more time and more ingredients, and then inviting friends over to add their spices too. You don't need that in your life. Your quality of life really does deteriorate. Um, um, So yeah. That, that's some of my thoughts right there. What do you have? Well, so what, what I've been thinking about as we've talked about this is um, the, just the principle of what you pay attention to grows. Yeah. Um, you're you're going to have to start holding me accountable because I tend to use the same stories over and over again. Okay. So if I've said these ones, you can just tell me to like, knock it off. They've already heard it. <laughs> um, but it, it reminds me of uh, when our kids started playing bingo in the car. So... They, uh, there was one day we were driving around and... When, oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yes. when uh-huh. all of a sudden, like, one of our kids yells bingo, and I'm like, what the frick just happened? Like, <laughs> why, like, why did they just do this? Yeah. And then they explained to me, they said, like, well, Dad, you know, like, it's if you see a yellow car, yeah, then you say bingo. And then if you get, like, if you say 10 bingos before somebody else, you win. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you see 10 yellow cars before somebody else, then you get to be the winner. Right. I'm like, okay, whatever. You know, this right. is probably before we had like cell phones all the time. I so. don't know. But I remember the whole experience. All of a sudden, both of us are like, oh my gosh. Well, yeah, the, the very beginning was, how the heck am I going to see 10 yellow cars? Like there aren't even 10 yellow cars in the city. Right. You know, and so like I I like struggled at first. Uh-huh. But then I, you probably remember like by the end of it, I'm like, I can see a yellow car 10 miles away right. and on you, the horizon. Like if it's just the roof and I'm like yeah. yelling bingo. Yeah. Sometimes when there's no one in the car, <laughs> you're like, what am I doing to myself? Yeah. And that's exactly true. It's like what we look for, we will find. So, right. The yellow yeah. cars didn't suddenly appear. No. Nobody went out and started buying them because I was yelling bingo. <laughs> <laughs> they were always there. Right. But they weren't any of the ingredients I was looking to put into my stew. Right. But when I decided that this was what I wanted to put into my stew, right. like it was not hard to find the, the yellow cars. No. And then if you start talking about it, then other people can start seeing it as well. And they start looking for it. And then you have a whole car of like, why did we even start this game? Because now yeah, we can't now, unsee now, like, can't the yellow cars. <laughs> like that one corner where the TV station is and there's like a fleet of, of yellow cars. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. everybody's on the edge of their seat and waiting for us to drive down that road. And they're like, pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up. <laughs> Yeah, it gets kind of insane. Okay, now this isn't called about bingo. This is called about stewing. <laughs> well, yeah, but the idea is, again, what you pay attention to grows. And yeah. so when we're being negative, we are paying attention to the negative. Yeah. And you will find more negative if you want to pay attention to the negative. Right. And this goes for everything, right? Um, it's not just for relationships. It's not just for uh, failure. It's like how you talk to yourself. I'm just an anxious person you're gonna start finding all of the evidence for it. And all the times that you feel nervous or get, you know, a, a loud noise makes you jump, oh, it's just because I'm super anxious. And like, it just gets bigger, right? Um, the same thing with, um, I'm just not good at that. Uh, <laughs> how about this? You'll probably laugh, but um, technology hates me. 
Uh, might have to agree with that. <laughs> yeah, well, you can find evidence for it every single day. But um, when we say those things, they become beliefs, and we don't even question it. And so that's what's the problem with actually creating this stew, is that those negatives just become truth, and they just become core beliefs. Uh, I keep going back to uh, that one wonderful Disney movie that uh, it's uh, the emotions one. What was that? Um, I'm not sure we're allowed to name movies. Oh, sorry. Take that back. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think we've already crossed that bridge. But, <laughs> but anyway. It's, it's the one with the characters that act out emotions inside their head. Yes. Perfect. Sorry. Take that back. <laughs> anyway. Hey, so we don't really know the rules of podcasting yet, so we'll, we'll figure all this out. Um, uh, yes. So it's a core belief, right? It's just one of those things where you don't even question it. It's just that I am horrible at technology and then what happens is is that I quit trying and I start looking other places now what I could do though is actually realize that sometimes I mess up with technology I have wins too though like literally there are sometimes and it feels amazing but if I just let it happen that I don't move forward with any technology or try to learn technology then I get stuck and it just becomes a belief and then I become that belief I don't ever progress in um, in technology. So um, now, how do we get out of this cycle, right? Um, the first thing is to just actually be aware that most of our experiences are like a lot of thoughts, right? There are there are facts in this life that happen. Uh, there are actions of other people, but the way we think about it, the way we um, talk about it in the way that then we start filling in some gaps um, is actually the quality that we end up experiencing. Um, but how do we first, and so I don't want this to be like, a, oh great, so I'm the cause of my, my own demise, but it's just, that's the first step. It's just to be aware and then say, is this serving me? Is it, is this helpful? Like, is this making me better? Is this and not even better, but just, is this helping me just even like go to my work, go, go and exercise, anything, right? Um, but I think this is all predicated on the idea that you first have to believe that your thoughts may not be 100% accurate. Right. You know, so like uh, like when, when you have an experience and you interpret it a certain way, yeah. you first have to be able to question that maybe how you interpreted that might be wrong. wasn't actually correct. Right. I mean, we, we have this with our kids sometimes where, like, they'll do something and you'll say, like, this is what this means. Uh-huh. And I'll be like, well, it could mean two other things. Oh, you know? sure. Just and put me on this well, I was about to say, <laughs> and you'll do the same thing for me. Like, okay, I'll say, this go. is what it's like. And you're like, well, it could mean that or it could mean these three other yeah. things. Well, it's the introduction of my favorite word in, word in the whole entire world is and. Someone could be doing that and they could also not be. Like it doesn't, and just because they did something one time doesn't mean that they are just always that. They can make mistakes and be very helpful and be successful. So that and word, there's, it, it gives it a broader picture, right? Yeah, so if you, if you can't believe that there are other ingredients right. or other possibilities for your stew, you will never actually make any progress in challenging that or moving forward. Yeah. That's the, that's the crux of this. You're not just trying to fool yourself into some fake reality. Right. 
you are trying to understand the actual reality right. or an actual alternative right. that you can adopt that's way more healthy for you. Yeah. So uh, is this serving me is, is a great question to ask. But um, the second one would be, um, is there another way to think about this or to look at this? Is there another way to look at this? Unless, again, we go back to the unless you think <laughs> or, or you believe that thoughts could be uh, wrong or j- just your own opinion or, or along those lines, this next question is not going to be helpful. And you're going to be like, nope, no other way. Absolutely not. I am correct, right? Um, but again, then I have to say, is this serving you? How, how is it feeling? Is this, is this a great feeling? Well, if I don't feel this way, then the other person wins or then I'm, injustice is done. And I'm not saying that we're trying to make you not feel anger and not feel sadness, but you processing that emotion and then moving forward and saying, okay, now I can act from a place of clean headspace and say, what, what do I want? So the higher the emotion, um, it's almost like the lower the intelligent decision you can make in the moment, right? So taking a pause. Um, another part is, is that maybe uh, to actually look for the good. And again, this is actually not a thing to trick your mind, but actually um, it's a really good place to start to, to look and see the good. And it could just be, it doesn't even have to be of the situation. You can even start with, I have a great life, really. And these are the ways that I do have a great life, right? Or I do have a great relationship with my spouse. Yeah, if you're fixated on yellow cars, <laughs> you can start looking for other, other color cars. Yeah, yep, yeah. Perfect. Now, um, anything else did you want to add? Like how to, how to help? to uh, get out of the negative uh, quality? Well, I, I, do, I really do think that it all, it all begins with that idea that you do have influence over what you think yeah. and how you interpret situations. Yeah. If you believe that, then you can, just like you were saying, begin to look for evidence that's, that's contrary to the negative. Right. And when you begin to see that evidence that's contrary to the negative, then you, you begin to actually let it flow into your mind. Yeah. And as it flows into your mind, it begins to hold more and more power. Right. And then what's really weird is you actually start to attract more of that. Mm-hmm. You know, so when you when you believe, I don't know, like let's say you believe that uh, that people like you or that you're likable, well then people will start liking you more. It's a really right. weird thing how it how it happens. Right. But when you believe you're not likable, you end up acting like you're not likable, right. and then people don't like you as much. Right. But for some reason, like that idea of just believing it mm-hmm. and and looking for that evidence and finding you know that more more colorful avenue of cars or possibilities of cars people begin to actually join you in that Mm -hmm. viewpoint yep yeah and um another thing that while you were talking um i was thinking that um once you do start uh, looking for other colors of cars and you actually stop making that stew um your quality it just it just it starts becoming brighter and it's not that you don't have negative emotions. It's just that you are able to um, intentionally have them and to also intentionally have good ones as well. 
and it becomes more of a 50-50 experience versus all awful, right? Yeah, and we're, we're uh, we, we've, I think we've explained a lot of this pretty well and, and gotten to where we want to go, but it just reminds me of one thing that I've, I've done with clients a lot too. Um, when I get people that are struggling with this concept, I'll draw out a glass of water and put the half full thing. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say to them, like, well, what's the glass? Is it half full or is it half empty? Mm-hmm. And they'll always be like, oh, I know what this is. And they'll go like, it's half it's half full. Mm-hmm. you know. Or they'll say, like, it's half empty if they're in a really negative mood. Mm-hmm. And then I'll say to them, like, no, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. The glass is nothing. Mm-hmm. It's There's just, just a glass. It's just a glass with water in it. Right. There, it is not. It's neither half full or half empty. Right. It's just a, it's just a glass containing liquid. Right. Everything beyond that is your choice as to how you describe it or how you see it right and so that's what we're really talking about is that you be deliberate in that right you know that you decide which one of those two avenues you're going to go with or there's other avenues too um but people people need to understand that they have that that's what they're doing they're describing glasses containing liquid Mm -hmm. they're not describing some immutable fact about water right and so with that, it gives people a lot of freedom to begin to really interpret their, their ways or their lives in much more helpful ways. Right. So good. Thank you so much. Um, this was really fun. I think we got a little too crazy in the middle there, but it's all right. <laughs> um, if you want to learn more um, and work with me as a life coach, I am at, you can reach me at www.vanessachristiansen with an O at the end, S-O-N, dot com. Uh, Just click on the Life Coach. I help women um, to have, who have a great life, but have a even more, just kind of like an uplifted, more quality of life. Um, Also, uh, you can reach uh, more information for the therapist in the room at uh, Covenant uh, Family... (laughs) CovenantFamilySolutions.com Yeah, you take care of that. (laughs) Got it. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks so much. Bye.